According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. Check, check. Check, 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 check. All right, we're podcasting. Uh, Weird, the person who does none of the editing, none of the uploading, none of much, except for being entertaining, is complaining. You know what? What? Um, I think it's obvious when the true talent and substance of the podcast is... There's when there is one very obvious star, you know, for someone you, so talented, you're having trouble getting this out. <laughs> they, um, we, I'm of course I'm treated like royalty. I mean, by who? Everyone, you, you, it's. I mean, really, it's like this is my podcast, and you're my engineer. Well then. Give me the respect of an engineer. I was. Huh. <laughs> it's a good thing you're not famous. You'd be an asshole. <laughs> I would want to just like be a jerk with just a small amount of fame. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. Because I, I don't think there's any way to not be at least perceived as a jerk. Speaking of jerks, Buddy wants out, even though he doesn't really want out because there's like five inches of snow outside and he doesn't know what to do, but he thinks he does. <laughs> but I think there's no way to not be perceived as a little bit of a jerk. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be. Like, I don't, if I'm in that situation, I suppose I'm occasionally in a situation where I have, as you describe it, a little bit of fame. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's funny, I've heard more than one famous comedian say, instead of the people who were shitty to me on the way up, like the specifically the comedy clubs that were shitty to me on the way up, instead of saying, I'll never work there again, they go, I'm working there again, but they're paying way more than everyone else. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. If your rate's... 20 grand you're like it's 30 at this club because this guy's a fucking asshole right um mm -hmm. and i'm gonna try that okay next time i work for 1200 bucks i'll be like give me 1250 you son of a bitch <laughs> and no? they'll say um we really can't do that right now. i'll be like i'll take 1200 <laughs> see you in august <laughs> excuse me but i think the people that were like the people that are like with you forget comedy just like you're from someone from your school becomes famous or whatever and then it's just like you know you run into them later you have a weird expectation of like yeah and he was all like standoffish and mm -hmm. you know what i mean like well, what do you want it's what did you want to have happen? I hear people describe celebrity stories and they're like, he said he was eating. What a dick. He wouldn't even talk to me. And I'm like, I always, it's funny because like, I, if anybody that I have known in my life, like has gotten any, you know, any type of like fame or whatever, I assume at that point, they've met so many people in their lives that they're not even going to remember who I am. So I wouldn't ever yeah. dream of like going up and being like, "Hey, how are you?" Like, it's because really I would funny. assume they don't yeah. remember me. That's a better. I mean, that speaks of your self esteem. But that aside, <laughs> that's a better way to approach it, right? Because you have to have to remember, famous people meet more people than if you work at Ralph's or wherever. Right. Do you well? Actually, they meet a lot of people at the grocery right. store. But I mean, I was really thinking, like, I don't know. Yeah, about. but you don't. No, get but their name and you introduce meet yourself. So and... many people, and like, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, I just assume they 
They're not going to remember me. I have, I can only imagine because, like, I have this problem. Like, last night I went to an open mic in Tacoma, and uh, there's just people I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And especially with a mask on. And especially because there's a lot of white dudes with beards who do comedy. <laughs> and I just don't. They're like, hey, how you been, man? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, good. I had that today where I walked past somebody and they were like, hi, Christy. And I was at the store and I was just like, hey, how are you? And I was thinking it could be one of five people, but. I don't know which. <laughs> See, what is better for me is one guy I talked to last night. I know lots of people. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm like, oh, Andrew, Casey. Oh, you know lots of no, people. No, I'm, just- I'm saying there are people there that I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's like this guy goes, hey, remember I booked that show a couple years ago in Bremerton above the pot shop? Thanks, dude. Details. Details of a thing mm-hmm. we have in common. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Thank you. Instead of just like, huh, it's been a while. <laughs> like, oh my God. I don't even uh I don't even know how to respond. But I I um and what I've had people actually say to me before, I bet you don't remember me. Well, that's a hell of a setup. Right. No, I don't. I've <laughs> I've had people say that to me. Like they'll say like <laughs> I bet you don't remember me. And on the rare occasion that I don't, like, usually it's like, oh, I can't believe you're saying that to me. I remember, I remember you. my seating chart on the first day of first grade. But I know your mom's birthday. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I've been like, well, I don't, but don't feel bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's weird. Um, I mean, it's nice that, you know, it's nice anyone knows who the hell I am. Uh, and I, you know, when I started, when I was in the beginning of comedy, I remember knowing who the headliners were and noticing yeah. when they showed up too. And I never talked to them because, you know, my personality. I know. Um, and then like a year later, we saw them and we were like, we thought they were good. Not the headliners. <laughs> Some of the headliners. Well, no, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> oh yeah. For, but the first, the first couple of open mics I went to in Seattle, this is 2000 different time um you know i mean i overheard people in the back talking about paid gigs oh and i was like oh my god i should not be here (laughs) i remember some of the people we thought were amazing we thought they were so good and then like once we got a little perspective it was like they are terrible yeah but that's (laughs) one of the things that really is inspiring when you start comedy is you go oh this is what's i can do this yeah in fact it's actually a (laughs) there's a point where you realize oh paid comedy isn't like open mic comedy because for a while you're like i'm at least middle of the pack and then you see like a real show and you're like oh shit (laughs) i know i was gonna ask you you can ask me anything (laughs) Before um, you went to the first open mic and you like wrote three minutes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How did did you watch you? No, no there wasn't was no, YouTube. If, How did there you was know no what to like? I did not. I had seen. Yeah, you know, there was no. I mean, I'm sure I could have found stand-up on the internet somewhere, but in 2000, there was no, there like, wasn't video hosting. Online. I mean, it was no. dial-up internet. Yeah, and so, you know, I w- that's how I found the Comedy Underground in Seattle, is I, I Googled. No, I didn't Google. I Jeevesed or well, something. Ask Jeeves, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I used, but it wasn't Google Yeah. in 2000. Um, I was like, hey, Jeeves, where do I do comedy? And they're... They had a website and they had a thing on there about open mic and you get three minutes and I'm like, okay, great information. But there's no, I had seen it on, I'd seen specials, Mm -hmm. I'd seen it on TV and that was it. That's all I had to Mm -hmm. like, that's, and that's why it was very, um, 
oh, this guy showed up to read his humor column that he writes for the local newspaper. That was my vibe. But but I mean, also, um, you had never been to comedy shows. I thought I was going to die. I thought I I was going to die. I mean, you may have thought you were going to die. I thought I was going to die because I thought you were going to die too. Saw you do karaoke really bad once, and because I've got friends in low places. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I, I don't think I've ever been that nervous in my life, and I wasn't even doing it. So then, when you got off, it wasn't terrible, right? It was so good. And I don't know if it was like so good because it was directly related to how much I thought I was so nervous and how like, (laughs) so then it was like, so relieved, but it was so good. And I was just, I mean, I even remember having this thought as you were up there, like maybe 30 seconds in, I just remember thinking like, oh, this is what he's supposed to do. And, like, you know, because you always were funny. I mean, you were so funny and way more funny than other people. And and it just, I just remember, like, you know, I mean, I'd been watching your band for no one, years. No one ever watched my band and said, this is what you were supposed to do, did they? No. That's um, sweet of you to say, though. I almost but, teared up when you said but that, I, if I'm being honest. I mean, I just remember, I can still, so there's a couple memories from that night. It was the- Buddy, n- we're having a moment. <laughs> he's now part of There's a snow turd leopard at the door. <laughs> um, I, um, that was, because I worked- I got off work at 6.30, I think, mm-hmm. or, and we were going to drive up to Seattle, and I came home, and you had packed me a dinner, like a sack dinner, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I had set the TV up to record something, and then I got in the car, and I, I can remember this now. I got in the car with the remote. I ate my dinner. Why'd you get? I don't know. And then I put the television remote in my dinner sack and threw it away in Seattle. Oh shit! Remember that we had to order a new remote for our TV. I mean, that's gotta be the wildest way to lose a remote. <laughs> oh, no, I took it with me and threw it away in a city an hour away. <laughs> like what? And um, oh no, it's not behind a cushion. <laughs> it's in a subway bag in Pioneer Square in Seattle. <laughs> um, but and then we got we got there, and I remember like these guys were so confident, like the yeah. the guys like milling around the back of the room. Yes, and, and I learned to recognize that as false confidence <laughs> in time. So- Oh, the one who is the most confident, I won't say his name out loud, but um, <laughs> the one who is the most confident, I just, I thought, oh gosh, he's going to be so good. And he was super supportive, like everybody who like went, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. Um, and do you know who I'm talking about? No. Oh, and um, I... um. And I, <laughs> I was like, just like, oh God. And like, you went up. No, he went up before you. And so I was so like, oh gosh, this guy's going to be so good. And he was awful. Like, I don't think I laughed at all. And I was so like, I'm so confused. <laughs> And so then that made me even more nervous for you to go up. And and so as it got to be close to your time, like you went to go to that, like kind of near where you were going to enter mm-hmm. the stage. And it was for me, it was like, oh, they've taken him away from me, like to get ready to go up. And I was so nervous and like, and like you got up on the stage and I mean, I was like cold and sweating <laughs> and like, I was just like, Oh God. Oh God. 
I, <laughs> my husband's about to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> I, there's, I mean, it was barely better than next eight times, but like there is nothing, I've, there's nothing I've done in my life that was like that. Me either. I mean, <laughs> talk about you. <laughs> never as far as like, I performed enough people laughed that I it felt like a success. And to go, the fucking relief. I felt like I was going to shit, come, and cry. I mean, it was the relief. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Well, just pick one, buddy. Uh, the relief. <laughs> There's two. nothing like it. Just like, oh, my God. Well, see, I didn't feel that. Um, also, I mean, the harder part is, like, here, I'm watching you do this or prepare for this. Like, I have no control. That's over hard. any of it. Yeah. And so it's this like protective, like, what if he's terrible and he feels bad about himself? And I don't want well, that happened plenty of times later. I know, but I don't want I mean, I just it was such a like this could be bad and it could be devastating for Gabe, and I have no control. And so when um you get up there and you like start talking and doing your stuff. And it just was, I was like laughing and like this and then hearing everyone laugh. And I'm like, Oh my God, they like it. And then I just, as I watched you up there and even though, I mean, for who you are now, you're like, you were not comfortable or relaxed, but you were even more relaxed or natural looking than like the other people who were up there. And, um, and I just like had that, like, Oh, this is what he's supposed to do. And so it wasn't even a relief. It was like, a um, I was just kind of like excited, like, Oh, now it all makes sense. Like just one of one of those moments that I really had like this huge moment of like clarity for someone else's purpose in life. Sure. <laughs> and, sure. And so I just had this like, oh, like, no, he's quick witted, he's funny, he's creative. This is why he's supposed to be sharing that with people on this stage in the basement of a crappy restaurant. <laughs> well, it's embarrassing to say because it's what almost everyone says mm -hmm. after their first time as you go like, this is what I want to do forever. This is what I'm supposed I know. to do. But I really did feel that. I know. But that's why it's like. And I was at a, I was at a point in my life. The band, John had gone to... to My band was over. John, well, it, well, no, it wasn't over, but it was in. John had gone to Norway for the summer, and that was when you were like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it was just coming to an end. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. It was like, you know, because you go from a guy who's in a band who works at a restaurant to being a guy who works at a restaurant who's in a band. Do you right. know what I mean? So, right. <laughs> and it, it was like, even though now 26 sounds really young, at right. the time I'm like... I can't do this forever. You no. know what I mean? There's, I'm in a punk rock. Where are we going? What's the right. What's the top end of this? Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and it also, I just wasn't as fun anymore. It wasn't. It I didn't wasn't, want to do it. Anymore. You didn't enjoy it as much. So it was one of those things where I was like, I was, I was sort of look now. You know, if it would have gone bad, I could have transitioned into a probably a decent career. That probably would have been nice, but <laughs> I know. I mean, in hindsight, I'm a little. I think if I rewatched the memory with me now, I'd be like, "Oh, damn it! This is what he no." But, but that's kind of what's fun. It's almost like a <laughs> wedding, in the sense that, like, it's where all... you got married to comedy. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are in a throuple with comedy. There's I, no um, denying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it fucks you more than I do. Uh, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Not the Sometimes good kind. Sometimes it takes me one. What was it? Shit. Shit coming, coming cry. cry. <laughs> uh, but, 
you know what I mean? Like the wedding is just a celebration of like a commitment and everything's great. But I think I mean, a wedding is a day, a marriage is a lifetime. So far it has been. But but I mean, underneath all of that, underneath every wedding is like this is a fifty percent chance of being a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Uh someone could cheat. There could be a terrible argument. Uh there's going someone you know what I mean? Hardships are ahead of you. Right. Under the best of circumstances. And that's kind of, but that's kind of the beginning of comedy where you're just like, you don't want to think about, you don't know the road ahead. And that's, there's beautiful, it's beautiful to not know the road ahead. It's good because you have to ride on that, like, those positive feelings. You don't want to instantly be like, I found this and now I have to work so hard. And, you know, what makes me sad, well, a lot of things make me sad, but what makes me sad is, I don't have anyone else in, I don't have, you know, there's different classes of New York comedians, you know, there's like, you know, whatever. I mean, this is probably boring to a lot of people, but you know what I mean? It's the people who sit at the comedy cellar table and all that. And then there's the people after them and there's like groups and classes of people. Mm Mm-hmm. And even in Portland, all the real old-timer Portland people, they, like, started comedy in Portland. And mm-hmm. they, there's people who started comedy in Seattle. I don't have a class. There's no one else. These are all – I'm, like, the only person with these memories. I'm the only – Yeah. There's no one – It's n- <laughs> Well, you, but, I mean, I did a lot of it without you. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it, it, it's, like, I know a few people from that time, but it's not like, oh – there's no one else who started around when I did who does it more than um, for a hobby. And I can only think off the top of my head of one of those people. Yeah. There were people above me. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. But I just, it, I don't have a class. I don't have a like. You don't have a cohort? No. We all came up together and blah, blah. I just don't. Yeah. I don't have that. And that's that, true. You know. Uh, so that's always kind of a like. But that that makes you like the valedictorian of your comedy class. I guess top of the class, bottom of the class, middle of the class, homecoming king. Most likely to sh- shit come and cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then your wife throws away the remote. <laughs> you couldn't just Amazon a new remote back then. Either. No, I that mean was- because also. It was a while before I kept saying, I know I had it. I know I had it. And then we kept looking, we kept looking. And then finally, like, I was like, remember we ate dinner in the car? You made me a sack dinner. And you're like, yeah. And then we threw it away in the dumpster. And I'm like, and that's probably where I threw away the remote. And I I had to find the manual. Because I don't think we had credit cards at this point. No, we probably didn't. We had the debit card. We, but we didn't. An ATM card. We didn't have that. We did. No. What do we, we call it? A cash card. We didn't have those for a very long time. We went to ATMs before two thousand. I guarantee you. Where? How do we get money? Checks, Gabe. We had cash. I don't think we did not have credit cards for a long time. We didn't have a Visa check card or a debit card. We might have had our ATM card. I think it was an ATM card. But you couldn't use it the same way. So. Jesus Christ. I. um, And we took a wagon up to Seattle. (laughs) 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 Um, The. uh, So I. Um found in the the manual for it for the tv and they had like a ordering the parts and accessories and i like had to fill out the order form and mail it with a check and like two to four weeks later we got her (laughs) oh yeah it's funny i remember like the dumbest details of the i mean you and i so many times those early people are so burned into our brain. You stopped going eventually, but like those early people are so burned into our brain <laughs> yeah, that right? we bring them up all the time. Still, they were terrible. <laughs> but terrible, like it's hard to describe, but like 
let's say they were actually funny people and they were doing a character, <laughs> it would be the most brilliant Andy Kaufman shit you've ever seen in your life. But they were not doing a character. <laughs> they were just mentally ill people. Yeah. <laughs> just up there fucking flailing around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, it was just so... I always remember this detail. I don't know why. Is like the the first... Because I didn't even go to... Of course, I've been to Seattle a bunch of times, but it's not like I was uh, the kind of guy who'd just drive around and find good parking. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, the first 10 times I went to the Seattle Underground, I paid $12 <laughs> to park across the street. I'm like, I gotta, wait a minute, what's 12 times 4? I'm spending 50 bucks a month plus gas to do I three know, minutes at an open mic. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> and that was my well, first lesson. Well, you figured out then. where to park. Like, I remember you came home one night and you were like... I just figured out a different place to park. Yeah, but in the beginning, I'm just like, it's across the street. I'm going there, clearly. It's I'm not safe. Yeah. I mean, duh. It's well, well lit. No, nothing's safe in Pioneer Square. but No. But, but yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I say uh, every once in a while, I, I pontificate to people less experienced than mm-hmm. me that it never feels better. Whatever great feeling you get six months into comedy, it's not going to be better 20 years into comedy. It's still great. Yeah. But it's like, it's never going to feel better. You know what I mean? It's never going to be like, oh, when I start headlining, then I'll start having fun. It's never, it's always the same amount of, you know. I I think that's so much for life. For sure. I remember, I remember um, when I, I, you know, I thought, like we decided we were going to have kids and I remember thinking when we get pregnant, then I'll feel better. And then you're like pregnant and it's like so much to worry about. Well, when the baby's here, I'll feel better. Yep. And then you're so fucking tired. And at every phase, I just kept thinking I was going to feel amazing when this happened, when this happened. And then eventually I started to learn to just, more appreciate the moment that's all you get look back and if um, we pulled out pictures right now i would i could start crying and yeah about times in our life that were unspeakably terrible right but i would look at a picture and just be like oh fuck well and that's why like i took so many pictures of i mean there's way more pictures of the hardest times in our life because I hated it and I wanted to be able to go back and have some fondness. Whereas the times where I have not that many pictures are when I'm enjoying living more. Sure. (laughs) Sure. But you're right. I would look back at a picture of baby Johnny. And even though I can know, like I had super severe postpartum depression during this picture and i actually had a double ear infection and mastitis and johnny was sick with pneumonia and no one i hadn't slept more than 20 minutes at a time for six months yeah but he had that little mohawk and then i'd be like oh my gosh look at how cute he is look at him (laughs) and it's also funny because when you're not when you're in it i mean you think your kids are cute but like I don't know. You see like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum in the grocery store and it's adorable. I know. And, and you're I like, wanna... how could that parent ever be mad at that kid? When it's your kid, you're, you're like, I could punt this kid across the parking lot right now. It's so, it, when I see those parents at the store, I want to like just go up to them and just say, it's okay. It will be better. I promise you. <laughs> and it sucks right now. And I'm sorry because it's just not the everyone most... has that experience. No, but a lot of us, it's so isolating and so hard and no one is real about it. Like it's, you're, there's just not a lot of realness. And I just felt like, wait, this isn't all sunshine and rainbows. This is really hard yeah for sure um but yeah no i know when i see like but that's why when you (laughs) women i'm gonna talk about gender now buckle up everybody uh women when they talk 
it's when you talk about children mm-hmm. what not just you but you did this too but what women say because i was in all these moms groups I mean, I've I've seen more breast than people who go to strip clubs all the time. I was in so well, many I was in so many moms groups. Although, if you're at a strip club where they're breastfeeding, I don't, it's questionable. But they go, "I want another baby." Well, they don't say, "I want another child." No, I wanted babe. I wanted a baby. I know. I didn't ever think like because the baby comes out and it's fresh and pure and it's this new thing that's going to be better than your other ones were <laughs> and like it's a redo of the last time and it, yeah. no one says like i want another eight-year-old no one says that they go <laughs> i want another baby a fresh one that i haven't fucked up yet i think that yeah it's a i just it's an interesting thing i mean i think that I always thought, like, I love babies. They're amazing. And then I had my own, and I loved them. But I didn't have that same appreciation of when, like, you hold someone else's baby and you have a moment. Like, yeah. with my own, I, I mean, you just don't have that exhilarating high the whole time because it's hard and you're tired and it's work. And so it's like, well, maybe if, if I have another one, that one, I'll have that feeling. It's, you know, and I don't know, it's like, it, it, it takes you a while before you go, oh, actually, it wasn't the baby, it was me. <laughs> but you know what? It's, to take this full circle, what, you know, I had an entire relationship with you. <clears throat> we dated three years. We were married five years before. Mm-hmm. No, how long have we... Yeah, five. We were married five years before we had a kid, and when we did, like I thought I knew you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this isn't his fault, but in particular, you had the postpartum and things were terrible and things were not going well. So I'm not trying to like be be uh, all Pollyanna about this, but. In the same way that you saw me on stage and went like, oh, this is what he's supposed to do. To watch you with my children, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sh- shit. <laughs> like, I'm married to a woman. Like, I didn't. What did you think you were married? <laughs> not your business. <laughs> what goes out of my head. I knew you were a woman. But, mm-hmm. like, there's so many things. Not just things from the multiple books you read and shit like that, but it's just like instinctual things. I mean, I had the same feeling that you saw me on stage. I had the same feeling watching you with my children every fucking time. You were fucking born to do this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it's a little different because, but it's not a it, no because nature makes a woman like naturally supposed to do that. I'm an animal, right? But. But nature doesn't make somebody naturally supposed to be a comedian. <laughs> so, Well, I do think nature makes you want to be a comedian. Well, yeah, I know, but... And that's what most of those open micers <laughs> didn't understand. It's genetics. <laughs> it's fucking genetics. But I mean... It, <laughs> you can't polish a turd, you asshole. If you... <laughs> if you um, strip away everything and put us out in the wilderness... I'm going to have those natural animal instincts. To, That's to, true. We'll also be dead in a day and a half. Yeah. But I mean, I hope you get strong because I'll climb in your arms because I'd be afraid a snake is on the ground. But <laughs> look, I mean, if there's any criticism of you as a parent, you've provided for too many of your children's needs. Probably. But it, <laughs> they told me, they gave me the baby and they said, Here's your baby. If it cries, feed it. If it poops, change its diaper. If it's tired, rock it to sleep. <laughs> Meet its needs on demand. But they didn't tell me when I was supposed to stop. So I just kept doing it. <laughs> and one day well, I, I went, wait, I, I've been following the rules, <laughs> but this child isn't catching on. But I mean, I think our son's going to go to college about eight minutes away, so I think it's going to continue. Yes. But, <laughs> but it is nature, but not everyone's good at it. Oh, no. I mean. Let's put it this way. <laughs> I'm like an above average father. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, our neighbor thinks you're like the most amazing man That's ever. Right. She's a hundred. Cook a meal. She can't believe what a good one I landed. Well, I like her. She 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 was shocked I would make lunch for the kids. Like what? She couldn't believe you know how to do that. I like those 1950s standards of uh, being a good, decent man. <laughs> um, but like. If we got divorced, no one would want to live with me. Not one of those (laughs) fucking assholes would even come close to pretending. That's just how kids are. I'm just saying, there's like, Christy, you were at this, you had like four hours of errands. Uh Do you know how many goddamn times I had to check in with them? They checked in with me to be like, "Where's mom? She gonna be back before bed?" I'm like, "Like, you haven't seen her enough? Are you guys insane? That's just weird. They're obsessed." Well, there's a couple of things going on at the same time, but my point is, it's like, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you can make a baby by accident. It's not like, <laughs> you know, we have, <laughs> we have done that, but it it. But it is. There's more to it than like, um, just like, oh, anyone can do. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know why you need to um, uh, shit on any of your own um, accomplishments. Although well, you know, that's, that's the problem with children is they don't feel like accomplishments because I don't know. it's so day to day, minute to minute. I don't know when they're thirty. Is that when we check in and go like, how do we do? No. <laughs> I don't know what the rule is. I don't know. But you know when you're when your goal is to like eventually make a decent adult, like yeah. Your day to day is gonna have some shit. Yes. In it. Yes, it is. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I've heard that saying the the days are long but the years are short. And Man, has that been fucking coronavirus or what? I know it's been like a lifetime. Oh god! And can you believe it's just a we're coming up on a year? Like, yeah, I can't believe it. I'm it. Things are kind of opening up for me a little bit in the northwest because everything's going phase two, and it's. But I'm still. It's still funny because like somebody will be like today i booked the show for april 29th i'm like fuck if we're still here <laughs> april 29th <laughs> like my whole life was like 6 to 15 months in advance all the time on my calendar and now <laughs> april 29th whoa what phase will be in then could be 0 could be 6 i don't know <laughs> yeah ev- they're, they're, everything is i booked something in august i uh, i may as well have booked something on mars you know what i mean like <laughs> Did you? Who books that club? Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Comedy Space Uh, X. uh, Um, I wanted to do a follow up. All right, I got a follow up too. Okay. Um, uh, my sister Kim brought up a very valid point to last week's article about the. Burglar who was arrested while the he had was he robbed a gas station and the attendant gave him a blowjob. Yeah, while- a woman gave the burglar a blowjob to like keep him distracted till the cops got there. Yes. So there goes my hero. <laughs> well, watch her as she blows. <laughs> Kim, my sister Kim, brought up a point that she's quite concerned with. Okay. That they didn't quite cover in the article. Was he abused? Was he willing? I mean, how did this go down? Did he feel pressured? Well, I think she went down. I mean. Come on, folks. (laughs) Come on, folks. I was born to do this. Did did she, you know, what what did she, um, how did she present this? Did she pressure him? Did she coerce him? 
was he, I mean, it makes me curious. Like, How do you? Could he have been taken advantage of? Because he was in a vulnerable situation. He had just been burgling. And she then decides to. Sure, tensions are high. BJ. And was she grooming him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Kim was like, I want to know how what his thoughts were on that. I you, mean, you, was he, was it consensual? I don't think it's that hard to get away from a blowjob. Don't get me wrong, I've never tried. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm assuming. <laughs> I've, I've never had my penis in anyone's mouth and be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I always thought... I was born to do this. This is what I'm on this planet for. Uh, yeah, but I think I don't. It's kind of shocking that a burglar in the middle of like, go get the money, blah, blah, blah. And someone just goes, do you want a blowjob? And they just go like, I think I got a couple minutes. I mean, that seems weird to me. Right. That seems very odd to me. Right. So I feel like I have questions and I want to know. Who is looking out for his best interests? Who is his lawyer? Probably. Who is representing him and making sure he knows he has rights for this rape case against <laughs> him? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's the case. I mean, I do have a lot of questions, even if even how authentic the article is, although it was a legitimate newspaper, but. <laughs> I have some questions how you get from the, the, the chaos of a burglary to they were found partially undressed, both of them, on the floor. Wait, she had her clothes off, too? Christy, it's called commitment to the bit. <laughs> I just... Because, I mean, I have given a BJ before, and I could oh, do God, it I with wish I been all that. my clothes on if I wanted to. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe that was her opener. Get naked. Hey, do you want a blowjob? I mean, I just, I have so many questions. I just can't imagine. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the guy's name. Uh, but... You told me this really funny story about how he was walking through a park and in Seattle and he just comes across <laughs> he comes across this woman who is entirely naked sitting on a bench masturbating. <laughs> and it was so funny cuz he goes I was like stunned. She was like really unattractive. And then he pauses and he goes, but I didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's like, it's, I mean, eventually he left. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, it's, uh, but just, I just think no matter what's going on, uh, once that part of a man's brain is tapped, that makes you make really dumb decisions. Uh, I mean, he made a dumb decision to burgle. <laughs> Yes. To begin with, so yeah. he was prone to it anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like he was already in the dumb decision. Zone. I mean, what's going through his head though is like I, I come pretty quick. I'll get out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then during it, he's like, "This is taking way longer than I thought it would." I mean, should I just like? I shouldn't have done that in the shower this morning. It's really going to cost me. <laughs> That's what he's thinking in jail right now. Son of a bitch. Uh, I have a follow-up on that story, too, because okay. I forgot to tell you, uh, I I texted that story to myself <laughs> because I wanted to uh, bring it to you. And the headline of it was like, it was literally like, woman gives blowjob <laughs> to burglar till police arrive. Right. <laughs> so I, I sent a text to myself, which right. is not something I've normally done. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, self. <laughs> uh <laughs> Remember that terrible Megadeth song? Hello, Hello me, it's, it's me again. again. <laughs> uh, so, I almost, I mean, I came real close to texting it 
to someone in my phone, to someone in my contacts, and their name is Gabe Noah because it's a comic I work with. I don't a dec not a decade, but five eight years ago. <laughs> so I haven't talked to this guy since I worked with him in Minnesota, like seven years ago or whatever it was. Okay, just the thought of him. Getting the first contact from me in seven years, and it's just a link to an article that says woman gives blowjob to burglar. He pro- I bet he would have just typed back, ha ha. Like, what do you say? What do you say? I came so close to sending that to him. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? This is so embarrassing. I was in San Antonio, Texas. I gotta put this picture in my book now that I think about it. I was in San Antonio, Texas. I was at a Motel 6. I was doing a corporate gig. I was texting you, and I was texting the guy who was telling me where the gig was at the same time. And I had just, I was like, I don't know, brushing my teeth. I, The way the sink was set up, I don't know why. Motel 6 bathrooms are just fucking wet. Like, as soon as you take a shower, it's just like everything's, everything's wet. So there was like, my crotch was like right on the sink. And then I stepped back and I'm like, oh, there's like a wet line on my yes. crotch. And I was like kind of trying to dry it because I was headed to the gig. I take a picture. God damn it, I'm an idiot. I take a picture of my crotch with pants on, but just like the wet part. In my mind, I sent it to you, and I go, what did I say? Like, can you notice this? Yeah. Or, like, is it obvious I have wet, uh, wet pants? It wasn't even, it was like, can you see this? Yeah. <laughs> I sent it to the guy I was doing the corporate <laughs> gig for. <laughs> so the text before is like, we're downstairs. Feel free to show up early and have we have plenty of food. You go on at 7.30. Everyone's getting drunk, so it should be a fun night. I'm like, okay, cool. Next is a picture of my crotch that says, is this noticeable or whatever. Well, and It the, was so humiliated. But he didn't even respond. No, he didn't respond. And so you're like, you called and you were like, how come you didn't say anything? I'm like, what? And you're like, about the picture, could you tell? And I was like, what picture? Oh, I'm God. like, and I look, I'm like, there's no picture. And That's then, when the horror washed over me. <laughs> realized. I texted that guy like, ha ha, I got my pants wet, that was supposed to go to my wife. I joked about it on stage later that night, but it was just like. I mean, it was luck. That was a pretty loose group, anyway. I mean, there's some corporate gigs I've done where that would have been like a oh, disaster, God. and it wasn't even like. I mean, honestly, a dick pic would have been less embarrassing <laughs> because I. <laughs> it's like I sort of arched up <laughs> for you to see it, so it's just like this pants mound. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't sexy at all. It was just like a lump of wet. Man parts underneath some <laughs> Sears pants. So it was like, it wasn't, it was like, oh God, not only was that embarrassing, but like really unflattering. <laughs> I mean, it might as well have said, is this, uh, does this look like moose knuckle to you? <laughs> anyway, see you downstairs in 10 minutes. I'm um, getting tired. Oh, I I'm getting tired. You should do your plugs. Oh, fuck. I guess I actually have plugs now. I um, know. I'm not telling you to go to a comedy show. I get it. But maybe you've been vaccinated. I don't know. You are a you have free will. Uh, I'm at uh, the Tacoma Comedy Club February 14th. Uh, three shows. <laughs> Hopefully the snow will be manageable by then. But... It's like 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and 7 o'clock. It's a ridiculous amount of shows on Valentine's Day because it's 25% capacity. <laughs> uh, what else am I doing? Um, March 5 and 6 or 6 and 7, whatever the Friday, Saturday is, I'm doing Lincoln City, uh, Chinook Winds Casino in Oregon. Um, 5 and 6. March 26, 27, I'm in Boise. Uh, April... Two, three, I'm at Laughs in Seattle. 
March 13th, I'm at Everett Historic Theater. <laughs> um, so, yeah, some gigs are coming in. <laughs> this um, is how you know that, like, it's all, like, your calendar isn't as organized as it usually is. Because you were, like, April, March, then back to April, then back yeah, to Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm also not looking at it. I should have just opened it up and looked at it. But I also feel like... I mean, honestly, the April, we could be back in phase one by April. We don't know. You know what I mean. But um, anyway, I have some gigs. Um, And that's, I'm sure it's not that safe for me to do gigs, but they feel so much safer in the Northwest where I don't have to take a flight and go to the airport. Yeah, that makes sense. um, I don't have it. I mean, I'm working, you know, I'm in person with the... the Yeah, you're a hero. Kindergartners. Not tomorrow because of the snow. Yeah. I'll be on Zoom tomorrow, but you cannot go. Um, and then next week is midwinter break, and then um, I'll I'll be back in with the little kindergartners, and they're so damn cute, you know. And like they're just this is just what they do. Like, well, we put our masks. Yeah, on they don't and, know any different, you know. And um. One of the kids, like, halfway through the day, went over to his backpack. My mom packed me extra masks. I'm going to change it now. Like, it was so cute. And, like, um, it's, I mean, some of the things we don't think about, like, these are little kindergartners. And, you know, they've been doing their work, like, on, um, on the computer mostly right so they don't really know how to hold their pencils yet like it's just i don't know it's just interesting. yeah that's true but they're they're cute and i want to take a few of them home with me and please don't i won't don't worry <laughs> so that's pretty much where especially if any have a high temperature are. when you take it when they get off the bus right uh <laughs> <laughs> all right um also thanks to our uh rutledge revelers there's yeah. people there are people there's good people in the world who pay money to listen to this horse shit um <laughs> if you would like to do that uh cl- episode notes says support this podcast click on that or go to rutledgeradio.com click on the support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month you can change the life enhance the life <laughs> of two podcast host uh (laughs) thanks so much thanks for being here and remember you can't unlisten We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. We've got a podcast.